Now, before we talk about turning your blog into a book, I wanna make one thing perfectly clear. You don't need a blog to write a successful book. And at Scribe, we've helped thousands of authors write and publish books. And we've seen plenty of those books make a ton of money without a blog. So if you don't have a blog, don't build one, just write a book. But if you happen to have a blog already, we'll give you a step-by-step -step process on how to turn it into a good book. And I'll also give you several examples of other people who turn their blogs into books. So let's go. Now, if you already have a blog, you have a few things going for you when it comes to writing a book. Number one, you have a pre-existing audience, very likely. Number two, a marketing machine with new readers as the blog grows. Number three, a general direction for your book. You have a good idea of what to write. And finally, a library of content that you can work with. Now, having an audience that already knows you and loves your writing is a big advantage. And if you use that asset wisely, you'll be way ahead of the game. But that's only one part of the formula. The truth is there's a lot of distance between a blog and a published book. It's not just a matter of having a certain word count. You have to know why you're writing a book. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking you're writing a book to monetize your blog and make more money, right? And I'm sure that's true, but it's not the why that I'm talking about. Before you can start turning your blog into a book, you need to think out what specifically you want your book to do for your readers. So that is step one. Decide why you're writing your book. And if you've been blogging consistently for a while now, you'll probably have more than enough words for a book. And it can be extremely tempting to cram all those posts into a book and call it a day. Don't do that. You're gonna end up with a disjointed mess. So here's the thing about blogs. People expect each individual blog post to stand on its own. So even if your blog has a consistent angle or a topic, which it should if you want it to grow, each post is unique and your readers are fine with that. But people expect a book to do more. Your book needs to present a coherent whole. It needs to do something specific for the reader. It needs to provide them something they can't get for free on your blog. And ideally, it gives them some sort of transformation that they get throughout the book. For example, if you wanna turn your blog into a how-to book, that book needs to teach people how to do something specific. It needs to walk them through the process step by step. Readers have to be able to follow your process from beginning to end and achieve that change in their lives. And if you want to turn your blog into a memoir or a book or stories about your life, that book needs to present a coherent experience for the reader. Now, in both cases, your book should include content that isn't on your blog. So your readers are getting something new when they buy the book. You have to figure out the right book first and then look through your blog for material that can go into it. Which leads us to the question, how do you figure out the right book? The short answer is by understanding exactly who you're writing it for and what you want them to get out of it. Step two, figure out your book's positioning. One of the easiest and simultaneously hardest things about turning your blog into a book is putting your reader first. It's the easiest because if you've been blogging successfully, you've been writing for your readers the whole time. That's how you built an audience, by consistently giving your readers something that they want. But it's also the hardest because writing a book is a ton of work. 
and it's human nature to want to make it easier. That's, again, one reason why it's so tempting to try and cram your blog into a book. If you find yourself doing that, stop. Don't try to make writing your book easier for you. Instead, focus on making the finished product better for your reader. Your book has to be for them. That's the only way to write a great book. So before you do anything else, you have to figure out who exactly you're writing for and what you're trying to give them with your book. Now, whenever we ask, who are you writing your book for? Most authors want to say everybody or even everybody who reads my blog. Let me stop you right there. You need to be more specific than that. It might sound counterintuitive, but the more narrowly you define your target audience, the more successful your book will be. You need to know exactly who you're writing to. And if you need some help with that, check out our video on defining your audience and creating a reader avatar. What do you want to give to your reader? Now, once you know exactly who your reader is, your next step is to figure out exactly what you want to do for them. Why is this so important? Well, because there's only one reason a reader buys a book, for what they're going to get out of it. That's it. That's the only reason they buy your book. So maybe they're gonna learn how to do something or make a change in their life. Maybe they just wanna laugh and forget about their problems for a while. Entertainment can definitely be something a reader expects to get from a book. Either way, you need to know what you're offering that specific reader avatar. And you need to write your book with the purpose of giving them that one thing. If you do that, your book has a chance of being a huge success. And if you don't, it won't. And if you want some more tips on figuring out exactly what your book should offer to your specific readers, check out our video on how to position your book in the market. So step three is to outline your book. Now that you know who your book is for and what it's gonna do for your readers, it's time to outline it. Chapter by chapter, your outline should flow naturally from your positioning, aka what your book is trying to accomplish for your readers. A how-to book will include step-by-step -step instructions to help your readers learn how to do whatever it is that you're teaching or how to achieve the transformation that the book offers. A memoir will help people learn about their own life through yours. It will provide your readers with a coherent, intentional experience. In either scenario, Choose the best content and organize it in the best way to give that to your readers. I do not mean choose blog posts from your blog. I mean you should decide on the best content to put in your book. The best content that's going to achieve the book's purpose for your readers as though you were starting from scratch because you are. You have to put your readers first if you want to write a great book. And if you want tips on choosing the best content and outlining your book along with the template, check out our video on the book outlining process. Step four, see what blog material you can use, if any. So once you've completed the first three steps, you can decide whether any of your blog content will fit your plan for your book. And if you find a few posts and articles that work, great, use them but only use them if they truly fit and serve your reader. You have to be brutally honest with yourself as you're looking through these posts. Don't try to make them fit. Again, this will be super tempting, I promise you. 
you probably went into the project thinking it would be super easy to just take all these posts and make them into a book. No matter what you're considering, including in your book, you have to ask yourself one question. Am I including this for me or am I including it for my reader? If it's for you, leave it out. Only include it if it's genuinely for your reader. In step five, rewrite and expand on that material. So once you've gone through your outline and you found the blog material that will work for your book, you'll be able to see holes where your existing blog content didn't fill your outline. Now some of these holes might be pretty small, but some might be really big and that's okay. In fact, it's great. And I know a part of you will want to hate them because these holes represent the new material that you still have to write. But remember, your book is for your reader and it's going to do better if it gives your audience some new content, like things you haven't written before, information you haven't shared before, stories that you haven't told. Your blog readers is going to expect that, especially your biggest fans, the ones who've read every blog post that you wrote. Be glad those holes exist because those are the natural places where your book will give them something more. And if you need specific help on writing and editing your book, plus everything you need for self-publishing, book covers, interior book formats, getting your EPUB and printed book into Kindle and Amazon, check out our Scribe Book School course. It's 100% free. So let me give you five examples of blogs that turned into great books. Number one is Tucker Max. Tucker wrote a series of New York Times bestselling books based on stories from his own life. Now, they aren't heroic stories. In fact, they're the opposite. But he didn't write them to try and make himself look good. He just wrote them to make people laugh. And the books succeeded because they did what he set out to do, which was to entertain those specific readers. It's really that simple. Number two, Julie Powell. So Julie is a perfect example of something that we say a lot which is you do not have to be at the top of your field in order to write a great book. In her late 20s, she was trapped in a dead-end job and she turned to cooking and blogging to reinvent herself. And over the course of one year, she cooked every single recipe in Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking, all 524 of them. And of course, she wrote about it. When she turned her blog into a book, it became a New York Times bestselling memoir, Julie and Julia, My Year of Cooking Dangerously. And it later became a major motion picture starring Meryl Streep and Amy Adams. And today, according to her biography, Julie's writing has appeared in Bon Appetit, Food and Wine, Harper's Bazaar, New York Times, and Washington Post. She's also a two-time James Beard award winner She's been awarded an honorary degree from Le Cordon Bleu in Paris and was the first ever winner of the overall Lulu Blooker Prize for Books. She achieved all this without being any kind of expert because she did three specific things. She committed to a specific significant task, she followed through on that commitment, and she wrote about it. The next example is David Heinemeyer and Jason Fried. Basecamp is a business productivity tool. It's an extremely successful one. And David and Jason are the guys behind it. And one of the things they did while they were building their company was blog about their business philosophy. Their approach to business through a lot of commonly held beliefs about how to do business totally out the window. And eventually they put that same philosophy into a book called Rework. 
And one of the things having a blog does for you, if you're writing consistently on a certain topic, is it hones your ideas. It makes them more and more specific and therefore more powerful and more accessible. That's what Jason and David did and it was a fantastic combination for a successful book. The next example is Kayla Itzenes. Kayla is an Australian personal trainer who developed a huge Instagram following by posting workout ideas and motivational memes and inspiring others to get in shape. And using this approach of inspiring others, she eventually published the Bikini Body Training Guide, which is a wildly successful book that's designed to do the same thing. And because she's been posting on social media rather than WordPress or another blogging platform, she didn't have the same mass of written material that a lot of bloggers do. But that didn't matter. She had a mission of helping people in a very specific way, and she wrote the book around that same mission, adding as much content as she needed to serve her readers. And the final example is Tim Ferriss. Tim wrote a book to build his blog, which then helped sell his next book. The first book he wrote was, of course, The 4-Hour Workweek. And in order to promote it, Tim started a blog around the same topic and with the same mission, which was to help other people escape the 9-to-5 rat race and get rich. And you wouldn't believe it, but it turns out a lot of people would love to get rich and escape the rat race. And surprise, the blog was a massive success thanks to his first book, which became a marketing machine for his next book. It's a perfect example of what I said in the beginning, which is you don't need a blog to write a successful book, but if you're into blogging, it can be a great place to start. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this episode valuable, then definitely check out our free online workshops at scribebookschool.com. During the workshop, we'll teach you our exact step-by-step -step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. It's totally free, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your home. Again, you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Scribe Book School.